What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. Wow, guys. Today's guest is the one, the only, Marie Forleo from Marie TV, from everything. The amazing Marie Forleo. Obviously, I'm a really big fan, and I'm really excited to introduce her to you guys today. In case you are not familiar with Marie Forleo, she is named by Oprah as a thought leader for the next generation in one of Inc. 500's fastest-growing companies. Marie's mission is to help you build a life you love and use your gifts to change the world. She's the creator of the award-winning online show Marie TV with over 35 million views on YouTube with an audience in 195 countries. She's the founder of B-School, an online business school for modern entrepreneurs. Through her Change Your Life, Change the World initiative, every product purchased helps support a person in need. I have got Marie on the show today, but the stuff that I'm going to share before I bring her on is very important. So I highly encourage you not to skip ahead, to settle in, to relax, and to listen to a little bit about why I'm bringing her on the show today. In 2015, I had decided that it was time I took the leap and left my 9-to-5 job. Now, keep in mind, I had been working on my Maddie Moon business for at least two years by that point. I had been working on a coaching business for three years at least, starting with fitness and dieting and bodybuilding when I was still into all of that. I then moved into body image and recovery when I was going through my period of disordered eating recovery. And then that went into transformational life coaching, coaching on the on building your own business and coaching on the divine feminine masculine. And it's obviously it's evolved a lot over the years. But what I will say is in 2015 is when I was taking the biggest leap ever, leaving my full time nine to five job. At the same time, 
it was around February, I was hearing a lot of this thing called B-School. I mean, all of a sudden, it just blew up everywhere. All these people I were following were like, B-School, 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 all at the same time. And I was like, what gives? What is this B-School thing? So I ignored all of the ads and all of the podcasts and blog posts and all the information about B-School until probably two days before the cart closed. I remember seeing this post pop up about, hey, last chance for B-School. And I finally decided to open up the link and see what this was all about. And that's when I was first introduced to Marie Forleo. This was around the same time I was just considering leaving my full-time job. Then this popped up. At the same time, I was also in the midst of creating my new website. So things started to feel very synchronistic. I was wondering, um, I'm creating a new website. I have no idea what copy is or how to brand myself. What does it mean to brand myself? How do I reach people that are actually in the audience that I want? Um, If I'm going to put money into a website, how do I make sure I create the website that reflects me the best? Like all these different questions were popping up and and B-School, though I wasn't absolutely sure what all it it was about yet, started to feel like synchronistic. It just felt like, hmm, if this is popping up everywhere at this moment where I'm about to take the biggest leap of my life and also creating a website and I was also in the midst of creating my first program, I thought, hmm, maybe a little guidance wouldn't be the worst thing. So like I said, it was two days before the cart was going to close and I started to take note of all the people that were promoting the course. And when I took a closer look, It was a ton of people that I looked up to the most. For example, Isabel Fox and Duke was popping up sharing this. My good friend Summer Inanen was popping up sharing this. I started to notice that there was um, a lot of promotions from Chris Carr and then Gabby Bernstein and all of these people that when I went to their website, I felt this automatic feeling of warmth and of connectedness and of, ah, this is where I should be. They were people that I resonated with and that I felt just got me. They got me. And then when I started thinking about this more, I was wondering, hmm, is there something to doing the thing that the people I look up to the most did? And I certainly knew at the time I did not need B-School. I was very capable of creating what I wanted to create if I wanted to, But did I want to have this kind of guidance? Ultimately, yes. I decided that I did. Within two days, I I asked a few people that had done it. I asked a few people that had created businesses and didn't do it. And I gathered as much information as I could. I leaned into it and I took the leap within 24 hours of that cart closing. One of the best decisions of my life. Like I said, It is not necessary. None of this is supposed to be like, if you don't do this, then you're not going to create a business. You can absolutely create a business. You can create a business this week, this month, this year. You can take time. You can do it in in a way that feels best to you. But today I want to share with you something that served me greatly. That's really what this interview and and this podcast is about, is, is giving you some more information, not hiding this information from you, but giving it to you. What you choose to do with it is totally up to you, and you are welcome to ask me questions to see if B-School is a good fit for you. So one funny thing that I, I, I love to hear is that most people, when they first visit my website, they already know that I have done B-School. 
simply by looking at my site because my messaging is clear because my branding is on point. At least it feels on point to me and it feels on point to a lot of people. So I get asked a lot from people who don't even know me, hey, did you do B-School? Just by getting on my email list, listening to my messages, reading my posts, they can tell that I'm doing it in a very B-School way. We'll get into what B-School is in this podcast, but for, for now, I just wanted to share my story of how it's really influenced me and it has really given me the accountability and direction that I craved when I was getting started with my business. And like I said, one of the biggest reasons that helped me to determine that I wanted to uh, take this leap was realizing that I didn't have anything to lose. And if my mentors and my inspirations were were promoting B-School because they did it and they benefited from it, well, why not try to do that too? I was at a, I was at a crossroads at this point where I was either deciding to do B-School or I was going to hire someone to help me with my branding. So it was either get a one-on-one coach for this or do B-School. And I went with B-School, which gave me the amazing foundation that I use and I build upon everything I create today. And here and there, I will hire one-on-one people to help me uh, tighten up my message or help me with marketing strategies or with redirections. But the foundation of which my business was built on was cultivated with the knowledge that I was given in B-School. And we are going to get all into this today. But that's what I wanted to share at the beginning of this interview is a little bit of insight into why I joined and That was in 2015, it's now 2018, and I'm still doing B-School every year. You pay once, and then you get to to revisit the course as many times as you want, and be in the community, and get the bonuses, and get the insight, and get the wisdom, and every single time you go through it again, you're learning something new. You may be refining something, or you may be changing the direction of your business altogether, but either way, Business School will help you create that foundation, that focus for anyone who is interested in creating their own business and I know there's a lot of you because I get questions all the time from people that send me emails hey I really want to get started with my own business I went through this when I was younger and I want to help people through it as well or I went through this last year and I went through a period of recovery and I want to speak my truth and create a blog or create a podcast or create a YouTube channel but how when I don't know what to do accountability ah overwhelm b-school helped me Take the overwhelm, take the lack of accountability, take the confusion, take the hows out of the equation. I didn't have to ask all these different questions. It was literally given to me. All these things I was wondering was was given to me through B-School. And and that's why I'm so grateful for it. And that's why I'm a part of the B-School affiliate program this year. So with that said, if anyone is interested in having some questions answered by me or by a team member at B-School, please reach out to me to see if B-School would be a good fit. They are not going to hear out your concerns and questions and automatically tell you that B-School is a good fit. They're going to listen to what your questions and concerns are, and I will as well, though they're probably the best people to talk to if you're like, here's my story. Do you think B-School is a good fit for me? I trust them. Uh, If it's not a good fit for you, they will tell you that. They're not going to try to take advantage of you. If the time is not yet right, no one is offended. We want to make sure that you do B-School if it feels like a good fit. So please don't hesitate to get your questions answered. Now, like I said, I am an affiliate for B-School because I did do B-School myself. 
And for my tribe members, I give away bonuses if you sign up with my link. So being an affiliate means that I get a percentage of everyone who signs up for B-School through me. And because I do that, because I'm affiliate, I get to provide bonuses to my tribe. So for anyone who signs up using my personal affiliate link, which will be in the show notes for this episode, um, you can go to maddiemoon.com slash b-school, and that'll go directly to the link to sign up for B-School. You can go to the show notes for this episode, and I will make sure that I have that on there or just commit that to memory. But either way, I provide bonuses. So the bonuses for anyone that signs up under my link, you get three audio trainings. One of them is going to be about creating your own podcast, the ins and outs of creating a podcast. If you're interested at all in building a podcast, everything you need to know is in that audio. The second one is going to be attracting ideal clients. I'm going to give you my own perspective and everything I've learned about attracting ideal clients. The third audio is how to host your own event and retreat. It's a training on that. So if you're interested in hosting an event or doing a retreat, whether it be a yoga retreat or it is a self-care retreat or it's something in Costa Rica, there's an audio for that. And I would also be happy to answer your questions on any of those audio trainings. So after you listen to it, I am available for email coaching essentially. So if you have questions, you can reach out to me and I would be happy to help you additionally. The last bonus that I have, which is probably the best bonus and the biggest bonus is that I'm offering one-on-one calls. So if you do sign up using my unique affiliate link, you will get a one-on-one coaching call with me for about an hour where you can bring any and all of your questions and we can deep dive into anything you want to know about creating your own business, creating a plan, direction. If you have questions about my business and how I've gotten to where I am today, whether it's with podcasting or it's with coaching or retreats, I would be happy to unpack that with you and serve you in a way that's really going to help you feel comfortable in this growth and direction of your newfound business. So three audio trainings, one one one-on-one coaching call, and a really amazing course. B-School. So if you are interested, I highly recommend you stick around and listen to this interview with Marie Forleo where you will get so much more insight into business school. Get your questions answered. If you have more questions, reach out to me and I will personally send you over to the B-School team to get those answered. I would just simply love to help serve you in whatever way that is. So guys, without further ado, let's go head on over and speak to Marie. All right, we are back here on the Mind Body Musings podcast, and I've got Marie Forleo on the show with us now, and I can't even believe that I'm saying that right now. What a treat this is to have her come on the show to speak to all of you guys and to me about the the beauty of, of creating your own business and being able to not only share your gifts, but discover your gifts through the power of speaking up and being vulnerable and creating something that's really needed in this world. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Marie. Oh, Maddie, thank you so much. And I do just want to say a few things about you. I know we said this before we started, but I just so appreciate who you are and what you're doing in this world. It's so needed. I love the vibe on your site. I love everything about what you're doing. So just wanted you to hear that and wanted all of your listeners to hear that too, because you're doing fantastic work. Uh, I just, it just makes my day. Thank you so much. It means so much to me. And, um, obviously I've, I've gained so much knowledge from the work that you do. And I love interviewing people and your show, Marie TV, being able to watch you interview people. It's like, 
it's like my biggest thrill <laughs> in like pastime. So thank you for everything that you're doing in the world. Um, I want to get to talk about the power of B-School, but before we go there, I really want to hear about you and how you got to where you are today, how you decided to create b- business school, seeing that there was a lack in, in this world and, and that you desired to fill it. But how did you get there? Where did you come from? So taking it back not too far, um, you know, being popped out in the wonderful land of New Jersey, I am Jersey born and bred. And, uh, you know, I graduated from school from Seton Hall University, which is very small kind of Catholic school. And my first job was on Wall Street. And I was just always really passionate about like this idea of business and the financial world. And somehow money was just always a big idea for me, not because I wanted like shoes or tons of clothes. It was just this venue, this opportunity to create a difference in the world. That's at least how I saw it. And, you know, when I first started on Wall Street, I was really excited, but um, about six months into that job, Maddie, I will tell you, you know, my bosses were making millions and millions and millions of dollars a year, which was far more than I could have ever even imagined growing up coming from like a very working class family. Yet the people that were around me, even though they had big bank accounts, were spiritually bankrupt. And I felt my own soul kind of dying inside. And I heard this little voice within that says, this is not what you're supposed to do. You need to get out of here. And honestly, that was terrifying for me. Um, You know, I wound up quitting that job, not having another job, but just knowing I was meant to do something, but I didn't know what. And I kept feeling this pressure. And I don't know if you or perhaps people in your audience can identify with this, but I felt like time was going by really fast and I wasn't where I should be by now. So once I left Wall Street, I looked inside and I said, okay, well, what are the things that light me up? Loved business, but I also had this huge creative part of me. You know, when I was a young girl, I always wanted to be like 16 or 17 things. And many of them involved art, uh, cartooning, being an illustrator, being a fashion designer, being a dancer. Like there were all of these creative expressions that quite frankly were um, just drying up on the vine during my time on Wall Street. So then I thought to myself, well, maybe the world of magazine publishing, like it's got commerce, you know, there's a business side of it, but it's also very creative. And again, at that point in my life, I loved reading magazines. It was just a favorite pastime. So I got a job in the ad sales department at Condé Nast um, at Gourmet Magazine. And by the way, I also love to eat. So this was perfect because my desk was very close to the uh, test kitchen. (laughs) So all of the chefs would come by and say, hey, we're trying out this new recipe. You want to tell us what you think? I'm like, absolutely. Anyway, about six months into that job, I was really starting to get those same feelings again. That inner voice inside kept saying, this isn't where you should be. And from a more strategic kind of observational objective perspective, when I looked at my boss, who was an account executive, and I looked at her boss, which was the publisher of the magazine, they were both incredible women, and I respected them, but I didn't want to become them. And I thought to myself, well, if I don't want their jobs, what the heck am I doing staying in this position? I'm wasting their time and mine. And I was starting to panic and feeling really broken. Like, why can't I hold down a job? And it's not that I was getting fired. I didn't want to stay in these jobs. So I thought, well, maybe I'm still too far on the business side, ad sales. Maybe I need to lean more on my creative side. So I got a position in the fashion department at Mademoiselle. And I thought, okay, this has got to be it, right? creative people working with photographers and designers. And I would, you know, have new designers come in and meet with me and and pitch their line. And I would get to go to shows. And so there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm and a kind of walled off world, at least at that point that no one had ever seen before. And it was awesome. But wouldn't you guess six months down the line, I started having that same feeling again. And I was like, 
I don't want to be the editor-in-chief of a magazine. It's not what I want to do. I feel like I'm dying here. And it was about that time, Maddie, that I was online at work, probably when I shouldn't have been, and I discovered an article about a new profession at the time. And you have to get, this is in the late 90s, early 2000s, and they were talking about life coaching. Now, I was like 23. Something in me lit up like never before. I mean, it was as though angels were popping out of my chest and had little trumpets and sunbeams were shooting out. The logical part of my brain was like, are you crazy? This is cheesy. This is weird. Who the hell is going to hire a 23-year-old life coach? Yet, I couldn't deny that it felt more right than anything I had tried before. So I signed up for a life coach training program. It was through Coach University. It was three years. And I kept my work at Mademoiselle during the day. And a few months later, after I was into my training, I got a call from the HR department at Vogue magazine. They wanted to hire me. So they were looking to give me a promotion. And that was my fork in the road. I was either going to stay with this steady paycheck and, you know, stay with this very reputable, some perhaps would say one of the top fashion magazines in the world, or I was going to quit and start my own business and do this weird life coaching thing which I had no idea how the hell to do. So of course I quit and I started bartending and waiting tables and doing everything I possibly could to earn money so that I could figure out how to build a coaching business (laughs) because it was terrifying. And in that journey, I am a voracious learner. So I was going to all of these different conferences, right? To learn about like, how do you run a business? And especially because technology was just starting to come to life in the way that we know it now in the year, again, like 2000, 2001, I was going to every online conference, every marketing conference, you name it. And here's what I noticed, Maddie, 99 to almost a hundred percent of the time, there were all men on stage. And here's what's worse. Some of the men were great. Many of them talked about customers as though they were nothing more than numbers on the bottom of your balance sheet. It was all about how do you extract as much profit as possible? And, you know, it was almost like I was in a WWF world. You know what I mean? Like there was like flashes and and everything just felt so wrong. I was like, where is the soul in this? Where is the integrity? My dad was a small business owner and I remember going to work with him as a kid. It was like we would always put the customer first. It was always like... How do you take care of the people that you serve in such a way where they are so delighted that they can't help but tell other people about you? All of that was devoid where I was learning about business. So fast forward a few years, my coaching business was starting to grow. I was also doing things in the world of of health and fitness and hip hop because I'm a dancer and I'm a fitness person. And so I had this very multi-passionate kind of beautiful career slash business building. And a lot of people, primarily women, were asking me, how are you doing this? How is all of this coming to life? You don't seem crazy. You seem really happy and everything's working. And I had to tell them it was because I understood the underpinnings of business and marketing and sales, which which I also discovered many women push against. They have very negative associations with those skill sets and it was crushing them. So I saw this huge opportunity. I said, you know, there's no small business education out there for someone like me who doesn't have an MBA, who doesn't have a trust fund, who doesn't have a desire to go out there and like pitch for VC money, but who wants to start something at their kitchen table or from the ground up and do so in a way that is completely aligned with their values, their integrity, that expresses the fullness of their personality, and that incorporates their desire to make a positive difference in the world. So... 
that's a very long-winded answer to how B-School came about, but it was really out of a huge hole in the marketplace and a huge hole in my heart, quite frankly, that I saw a lot of women suffering, not having the tools that they needed. And I saw out in the world, no one was addressing the needs that I wish someone, you know, would address for me. Mm. Wow. This is so inspiring. And what I love about your story is hearing how so many different pieces of this puzzle of your journey, I hear that I hear them come up often. For example, you went from career to career to career, right? For a yes. lot of people, that's like a huge hindrance. It's like, oh, why can't I find one that I love? And it's like they look at this going from career to career as something almost shameful. That's part of your story. You've done that. And you also had this point where you knew that you, you wanted to do something that created more love, more playfulness, more passion, but you had various interests and you weren't exactly sure what that one thing was. Again, this is another thing that can really hold people back. It's like the the uncertainty of knowing what that one thing is. They give it all up. They just say, since I don't have this one major calling that's blaring in front of my eyes, I must not be meant for this, so never mind. And yeah. you desiring stability, but having that fork in the road, being like, do I go down to this this pathway and have this steady paycheck or do I follow this crazy idea of being a life coach? Something like at the time it was only like Tony Robbins, right? That was known for yes, that. Yeah, exactly. And I was 23. So I was very well aware from a logical perspective. I was like, who the hell's going to hire a 23 year life coach? Like I haven't even lived much life yet. What am I talking about? Like that was the voice in my head. And you know, you hit on another big thing, shame. Maddie, I felt so much deep shame around not being able to stick with one job because so many of my peers at that time, you know, they're attorneys, they're professionals, they were kind of climbing the ladder. Many of them were getting married. Some of them were starting families. And I am back doing what I did like in college as a teenager, right? I'm bartending. And can I just, I need to say this out loud and I don't know if we'd get here, but I need people to hear this. I had side gigs meaning bartending, waiting tables, teaching, being a personal assistant. I'm telling you, I would do anything that was honest work for seven years as I was building my business. It wasn't until seven years in that I felt financially confident enough, again, because I chose to live in New York City, one of the most expensive places on the planet, but that was my choice. But it wasn't until seven years in that I really felt like, okay, I got this. I can do this online thing full time. <laughs> Mm, this is so important to mention. Thank you so, 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 so much. Like you, you had to do the side gig thing. I did the side gig thing as well. Whenever I, I had a nine to five and I started working on my, my passions, my careers, interviewing people, like doing the blog posts, starting to coach, creating programs. And even with all of that going on and people on the outside looking in were probably like, she doesn't need that nine to five. She's doing great. Where no, I wasn't really comfortable yet leaving my my nine to five security yet. So then after when I finally said, okay, I can leave this job. Then I got multiple side gigs. I was sampling chocolate at Neiman Marcus. I was sampling protein powder, sampling Vega at Whole Foods. I was, I was working for my mentor, creating like videos for him, for his website, doing all of his admin work, which was giving me a really good understanding for when I needed to do that for my own business. So I found things like protein powders in the health industry and sampling, like it teaches me communication skills. And then yes. in the videos was like helping me to get ready for doing my own videos and getting familiar with iMovie whenever I wanted to make my own. So it's like, like you said, good, honest work and even like more awesome if you can find work that somehow relates to what you want to be doing in your own business. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if you can't, that's fine. You know, I would always tell myself, my dad taught me something when I was young. He's like, I've never opened the newspaper and not seen want ads. He's like, I'm not worried about you. Like, just do what you really want to do. Find something that you can really sink your teeth into. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, you can always go get a job. It's going to be fine. Yes. And I always really held that and I still hold it to this day. Some people are like, well, what happens, you know, if it all goes away? I was like, I am a worker. I will figure it out. You know, I am not going to let everything crumble. But if it did, you better believe that I will be the first one out there pounding the pavement, you know, calling up my network, doing whatever I need to do to get back on my feet. And I think that more of us need to understand how strong we are and how resourceful we are. And honestly, how most of that thing, those will probably never come true. But if they did, you have the ability to handle it. You can figure it out. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I received an email the other day from someone that was telling me that they're really interested in creating their own business, but one, they're not exactly sure what it is. Um, many people that come from my side of the world, that when we, when we speak and we talk about unpacking their pain and what they want to do with it, many people have gone through major struggles, whether it's sexual trauma relationships, uh, divorce, eating disorders, body image, and now they have gone through a period of recovery and they want to help people with the same struggle they had. That's what I did. That's what I love helping people do. It's like the best way to turn those pain points into purpose, right? It's like speaking your truth, being vulnerable, helping people that are going through the stuff you went through. I think that's amazing. Now, in this email, someone was telling me that the fear that they had around doing was doing this was that they would lose steam and that they wouldn't be able to both manage and create a business and make money. It's like maybe they could get started on creating it, but actually making money and that they don't trust themselves to keep the steam going. And similar to what you just said, I was like, well, you know, I could lose steam any day with my business. And I've come to peace with that. And that's what keeps me going is because there's no, I have to do this. I have to make it work. This is my only choice because that's creativity sucking. That's yeah. money making sucking. The minute it's like you have to, have to, have to do this, it becomes just like any other job that you're in that you don't really love because you have all of this pressure and the creativity has gone. So when I got to this place where I was like, you know what, I could lose steam in my business and change my focus and direction. I could want to be a cobbler living in, you know, Denmark in, in three years. And like, if that's my path and that's what I choose to do, cool. I'll be okay then as well. I will also be fine then. Exactly. And what you're drawing upon there is a sense of innate trust. It's trust in yourself and it's also trust in something larger. You know, it's in that universal intelligence. Maybe it's a higher power depending on what you believe. But I really think when you take the long view on life, we're going to be here for a while, God willing. And you can never predict what's going to come down the pike. I mean, when I started, right, this journey going like, okay, it's my life coaching practice. I had no idea any of this was coming. I couldn't have predicted it, but I could have never gotten here if I didn't take that first step and if I wasn't willing to just see how it's going to unfold. And I think it speaks to something that can stop all of us, right? It's this desire for control. It's this need and want to have everything planned out and to have a guarantee. And one of the things I like to share is, you know, especially when it comes to business and also relationships, there are no guarantees, we have no idea what's coming, but the one thing and the safest bet you can make is on yourself. 
So if you keep investing in you and taking those brave and courageous steps out, knowing that no matter what comes your way, you're going to be able to handle it, that you're creative and resourceful enough and strong enough to be able to navigate, that is a life of adventure and magic. And that's what I like to sign people up for. Oh, yes. I love it. So much truth in this and that self-trust. One thing that I, I tell people often is, is the, the, the self-trust aspect of all of this can be really, really daunting. So sometimes yes. it's really, it's easier to look at all of this as testing. Instead of trusting, it's like testing. Like, okay, I've been doing this for uh, six months, a year, two years, and it's still not feeling super fulfilling. So maybe we'll test out this other path. Because like you're saying, life life is long. Lord willing, we'll have a lot of years ahead of us. Might as well test a whole bunch of, of different things that are we're feeling inclined to venture into and, and just see what happens. So I want to ask you now about, about B-School, and I, I have a, a few questions on this, but first, starting it off, what is B-School, and what's different about B-School versus other business schools? Yes. So B-School is an online course for modern entrepreneurs who want to start and grow a meaningful, profitable business. So it's basically what I think it's the world's most kick-ass business school you could ever imagine, especially if you resonate with the types of topics, obviously, that Maddie talks about and you've enjoyed this conversation at all. It's for people who want to take their personality, their gifts, all of their life's experience and pour it into a business that they can be proud of, whether you create products or you create services. B-School really teaches you how to market and sell in a way that is full of integrity it teaches you how to do so effectively using what we have as resources right now, all of our online tools, your website, you know, maybe some social. Email marketing is one of the most under-leveraged tools in the history of man, especially right now, and people are learning those very hard lessons. We can get into that a little bit later. But it really takes you through the six pillars that I've discovered of online business. So profit clarity, understanding exactly who you are, what you offer, your ideal customers, how you can connect with them in a way that's authentic and that feels good and that's exciting and creative. Then we take a look at your website. How do you create a website that sells and doesn't suck? You know, there's so many tools to do so, but a website is not a pretty brochure. A website should be your best unpaid salesperson helping you 24-7 to attract people who will be interested in what you have to offer and convert them. So for us, you know, we've gotten to this place and this is not some cheesy line. Like you can actually earn money while you're sleeping if you are smart and strategic about how you set up your website. Then it's about understanding your communication plan. How are you going to build relationships with these incredible humans that are all over the world who really want and need what you have? And can you do that in such a way where it makes sense, where you're capitalizing on your strengths and where people really get excited to hear from you? Then in module four, we talk about your traffic plan. So as we all know, right, when it comes to websites, it's not like the field of dreams it's not, if you build it, they will come. That's not reality. <laughs> so there are many, many different ways, very organic ways, tons of free ways, and some paid ways if you want to help amplify what you're doing in the world and get people to come visit you. Then we talk about how to create products and services that practically sell themselves. So no matter what you're selling, how can you position it in a way for the people who most need it, for them to go, oh my gosh, you know, Maddie, 
I have been wanting this. I feel like you're talking just to me. Are you listening to my phone calls? Are you in on my email? Because this is exactly what I want to buy. So how do you set things up in a way so that people are really inspired to buy from you and they can't wait to buy from you again? And then the final module is all about marketing. Um, and again, this is one of those loaded words. Whenever most people think of marketing, they think of some slimy used sales you know, car salesman who is just going to finagle their way and that you have to kind of check your integrity at the door and that you have to be pushy and aggressive. And that could not be further from the truth. I like to teach people about what I call modern marketing, which is a version of marketing that basically brings out the best in your humanity, not the worst. And modern marketing, really what it requires that you do is channel your highest creativity into how you communicate. And that's really what it is. You have to do so with an open heart. You have to be vulnerable and transparent and honest and generous. You have to use all of your empathy and compassion. And when you do that, your marketing just goes to a whole other level, both of how it makes people feel and more importantly, how effective it is to your bottom line. So that's just the kind of like core of B-School. And I don't want to keep talking, but there is so much more like the Start the Right Business Program. That's like a whole other course that's included. There are so many bonuses from PR to tech training. I mean, we can talk about this all day, but it's really a robust program. Once you're a B-Schooler, you become a B-Schooler for life. That means that you register once and you never pay again. You can take the course year after year for free. And I think one of the most powerful parts is the community. You know, the people that you meet. We have um, almost graduated over 40,000 business owners from 160 industries across 130 countries worldwide. People of every age, of every color, of every shape, all different types of value systems, but everyone is respectful and kind and generous and wanting to build their business for all the right reasons. Yeah, everything you just said, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm back in that period when I was doing the course myself. I think it was in 2015, and it was just so integrity-filled, which was what I think is one of the biggest differences between B-School and all other schools and all other marketing and funnel trainings and all of that. It's not about creating these perfect mechanisms for getting people. It's not about getting people. It's about refining your message and even discovering your message and connecting with people and create and infusing empathy in there too. Like learning how to be in your customer's shoes or just be in people's shoes that you want to reach and and visit that place and and feel what it's like. And then, and then ask yourself, what, what would I want to know if I was in this person's shoes? And, and then it, it, that, that's what the difference is to me. It really, your school really helped me to, um, go there and to understand what my core message was. And that's what has stuck with me website after website. You know, the website that I have today is different from the one that I created when I first did B-School, which I still loved. It was bright pink. It was sunny. It was like awesome. Just what I needed at the time. But going through B-School helped me to, to create that message for where I was then, which my message was all around body image. And I was really able to hone in on the messages on body image and to, and to be in people's shoes. Even if I had gone through the period of recovery, be able to go back there without suffering myself or being a martyr. And then when, when times were changing and I was realizing, Oh, I'm more about the divine feminine and masculine and perfectionism and worthiness. I'm going to create a new website. I didn't feel overwhelmed 
at all with this huge task of creating a new website with a new message because I had all these tools and I knew what to do and I knew how to go there and to be in my customer's shoes, even if it was a totally different customer now that I'm trying to reach. And I say customer and it's more like friend. It's more like, yeah, you know, it doesn't really feel like customer because uh, like most people don't buy anything from me. They just come and listen to my my uh, my podcast and read my blogs, which is like me serving people. That's what it is. So one of the uh, main questions I really want to ask you is, do you need to already know exactly what you want to create and what you want to do in your own business in order to do B-School? Oh, hell to the no. In fact, some of the folks that come in because they trust their gut and they trust their instinct, they're like, I don't know what this is, but I know I have to be here. There's something in this for me. Some of those stories are my favorite. And I'll just give you one example. There's a young woman who came in who just said to herself, I know I want to do something. I know I want to have my own something, but I have no idea what it is. And again, many, many people show up in B-School like this, and we have that program, Start the Right Business, that is perfect. It helps you think through all the possibilities. It's, it's really a transformative piece of B-School, and you get it for free. Anyway, this one woman came in. She went through the whole program. She tried a bunch of things. To your point, I absolutely agree experimentation, testing things, testing the waters, letting your body tell you what feels right, letting the experience of the real world feed you that feedback that's going to help you take the next step forward. This particular woman popped out of B-School the other side, and it just floors me to this day. Do you know what she is, Maddie? She's a fine artist. It's like she's making, and she's making a full-time living very happily selling her paintings and postcards and all of her art. And it blows my mind I say that because as someone who is artistic and who is around a lot of artists and who speaks to a lot of artists, so many of them are like, gosh, am I ever going to make a full-time living? We all know, right? It, that's a challenging area. It's like becoming an actor or a musician. It's a very, very different world than, let's say, selling candles or selling underwear or you know, selling computer equipment. But she's doing it. She had no idea what she wanted to do. I don't even think she believed she had any artistic talent. And somehow going through this program, having this transformative experience, opening herself up to new possibilities, testing things, she now has a fully profitable, fully life-supporting art business. Wow. Goosebumps. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. You know, and someone else who came in, even though she did uh, have an idea, it's like she runs hula hooping festivals when everyone's like, oh, I don't think school's right for me because, you know, my business is so different. I'm such a special snowflake. I'm like, you are special and you're not special, just like all of us. <laughs> we are all incredibly unique and we're all the same in so many more ways than we realize. So I think for someone who's feels like they want this explosive growth in their life, that they want to reignite their creativity. And I think, Maddie, one more thing that would be particularly of interest for you and for your audience, you know, one other thing that's different around B-School is we do take into account the masculine and the feminine. You know, it's not grind until your eyeballs fall out. It's like, no, pay attention to your intuition. Use the wisdom in your body. Make this joyful. Have it feed yourself. Have it take care of your team in such a way where you're treating them with your love and your humanity and your empathy and your understanding. And that, quite frankly, I haven't seen in many other business schools. 
Oh, gosh, yes, yes. That was another thing on my list of things I wanted to bring up, so I'm really glad that you did. How to slow down and enjoy the business building process rather than getting overwhelmed and frustrated and have a million things to do. I never experienced that overwhelm or frustration once in business, in in B-School. It was very, it was so organized, and for me, being like this very organized, everything has its little place kind of person, like it was really, it was perfect for me, but also... In the community, like we were talking about earlier, the community is so welcoming and warming and everyone is in a different place at different times. And I remember going into the Facebook group and people just being like, hey, I'm really behind and others being like, me too. Hey, you want to support each other and be accountable during during, like where we are right now, even though everyone else is a little bit ahead and it's like, sure. And there's no rush, right? Like we were talking earlier, creativity can't be you can't squeeze the corset too tight on your creativity or you stop breathing and you, there's no air, there's no flow, which is that divine feminine being able to let your creativity move through your body so that you can connect with it and yes. allowing room to breathe and to discover like signing up for, for B school doesn't mean you have to know what everything is. And even if you think you know what you want to do, it might change once you get in B school anyways. <laughs> and that's a good thing. There's a lot of adventure in that, you know, Speaking to your question about overwhelm and, um, you know, just being really hard on ourselves and feeling like we're constantly behind the eight ball, I think that that, from a cultural perspective, is the air that is around us. So, as social creatures, it is really easy for any of us to get caught in that slipstream, to feel as though we're never doing enough. We can never get ahead. You know, when people are asked what are the two things they wish they had more of, number one is usually time, sometimes even over money. So I can identify with that. And I think that it takes practice. It takes courage to give yourself permission to opt out of everyone's crazy busy reality and to give yourself a chance to focus on what matters. I think the thing that's great about B-School too is that, you know, you go through the program and you have the course for life. So it's not leaving. It's going to be there for you. We, we're not there to pressure you. In fact, for me, I'm always encouraging people to take their time and enjoy the journey because really, Maddie, it's all journey. We never quote unquote get there wherever mm-hmm. that is there is. So if we can really embody that message that it's all journey, we can either white knuckle it and stress ourselves out the whole way, which will not only lower the uh, kind of integrity of our results and our enjoyment, but it's usually going to slow us down because we're burnt out. We don't have um, much fuel to go with, or we can actually be lighthearted and playful and have that sense of, um, just flow within us and say, you know what? I'm going to do this in my own time. And I've got the support system. I'm a B-schooler for life. This is a never-ending journey. The journey never ends. So I might as well enjoy the ride. So for me, it's always a constant practice and a reminder. And I am always willfully and consciously looking to balance my masculine and feminine. Because, you know, we have to turn on the masculine sometimes. At least I do. That's been my experience. Mm -hmm. There's times when it's very, very useful. It's really wonderful for me to get that hyper-focused, you know, and driven and just kick some ass. And then I need to balance that out on my other side with a lot of play, a lot of movement, um, just a lot of the things that bring me more back into that, that seat of my nature. Yeah, the way I see it, the masculine provides that that discipline, a healthy kind of discipline. I know discipline for some people can be a bit of a trigger word if they've used discipline to 
abuse themselves in ways, but a healthy, pure discipline, which is like, hey, I release a podcast every Wednesday. That's my pure structure. It's like, that's just that. You know, there's nothing good or bad about it. It's just that's what keeps me focused so that I have this masculine that's saying, go make sure you get this podcast recorded and and wrapped up and published on Wednesday. But the feminine's all about what do I want to talk about in this podcast? What creativity needs to move through me? Yeah. Like that. I love that. So beautiful. Well, I want to just thank you so much, Marie, for coming on the show. I can't even believe that I just got to spend the last 30 minutes with you. I look up to you and being an interviewer myself, I just, I love listening to you interview people and and I'm grateful for B-School, of course, and for all that you're doing in this world. And now that I've gotten to talk to you, like you're even more way amazing, like being able to hear your story and, and your perspective on the divine feminine and the masculine. So just thank you. Oh, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure and congratulations on the incredible work that you're doing in the world. It is so, so needed. And thanks to everyone for spending time with us today. This is wonderful. And that concludes the most exciting, amazing podcast with Marie Verlio. I still am so excited that I got to speak with her and uh, and share the insight and the beauty and all that I learned from from B-School myself and what what is available to you. If you are interested in taking that leap into B-School, I encourage you to spend some time leaning into it, look at what you're wanting to see created in your life and get some clarity on that. And if you have any questions, like I said at the beginning of this interview, please feel free to reach out to me. If you're ready to take the leap and you're like, yep, B-School's for me, let's do this, maddiemoon.com slash B-School, and that'll take you directly there. Or you can just go to the show notes for this episode, maddiemoon.com slash Marie-4Leo, and you can click on the link right there. It'll say, go to B-School, and that'll make sure that you sign up for my unique affiliate link. You can't just go to B-School and sign up for it when you type it in in Google and it be under mine. You have to use my my link. It's a very special link. So if you want those bonuses and you want to have a call with me, make sure that you do sign up on the correct link by going to the show notes. And I just hope you enjoyed this. Even if B-School is not for you, I hope you felt inspired by hearing Marie's story of how she got to where she is now, which is an amazing story of of perseverance and stamina and hope and self-belief that there's something bigger for her even if the life that she had laid out for her included working at a great magazine with stability and in a steady check she left that to pursue her dreams or to to discover her dreams essentially so i find it very inspiring and i'm so blessed to have had her on the mind body musings podcast i look forward to next week's episode and i'll see you guys soon special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.